Welcome to the Madison Miller Podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 16, 2023. Today we're going to recap last night's Game 7 between the Stars and the Kraken. Um, and we'll do um, tonight's NBA Western Conference Finals Game 1. Baseball, soccer, the portfolio, the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes are tonight. News and notes and best bet. We'll start with the Stanley Cup playoffs today. Um, we have a Game 7 to go over. Um, it was a fun game, to say the least. As the Stars beat the Kraken 2-1 to one to advance to the Western Conference Finals, which begins on Friday as uh, the Stars will take on the Vegas Golden Knights. The number three star of the game with the goal, Wyatt Johnson, the, the the goal to put him up 2 nothing. The number two start of game with the goal to put him up 1 nothing. Rupin to the number one start of game with 22 saves on 23 shots. Jake Ottinger, who was outstanding in this game. Philip Grubauer was great, too. It was a great, great game. Seattle making it very interesting late to at least have a chance to tie the game, which would have been epic. But Dallas hangs on. The Seattle Kraken, um, wonderful season, um, especially for an expansion team in its second year. I know Vegas made the final in its first year. I don't think we'll see an expansion team in sports ever do that again. The Kraken got to be proud of what they accomplished. They have some guys to build around. They have a goalie. And Dave Hextall did a fantastic job this year and should be in consideration to win the Jack Adams. Um, so what's next for Seattle? Um, there's a lot of uh, free agents and such on this team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's guys that they can trade for. There's prospects they have in the minors. They're only going to go up from here. And... We'll see... Uh, what happens with this Kraken team? I don't think it starts to be a lot of turnover. But they do have a handful of uh, free agents. If I'm not mistaken. And Dallas is in their second Western Conference Final in a four-year span. And ironically, again, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Alright, now I'll move on to the NBA playoffs. Um, We have a game to... Go over tonight's Western Conference Finals. Game one between the Lakers and the Nuggets. 8.30 on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, and Jeff Van Gundy will be on the call. I project Denver by 7 after total 229 and 7 tenths. I'm going to give out my series picks. In a couple of segments from now. Um, Denver's a six-point favorite. Total's 222.5. I'll take the over again. Um, Denver just feels like an offensive machine led by Nikola Jokic. And I think the Lakers are very capable of hitting threes. It's like over 222.5 for this game. But in terms of a straight-up pick for game one, you just can't go against the Denver Nuggets. At home in a game one. 
All right, Major League Baseball. Um, we'll go over the results from yesterday and look ahead to the slate for today. Nationals over the Mets, 10-3. Angels over the Orioles, 9-5. Yankees over the Blue Jays, 7-4. Mariners over the Red Sox, 10-1. Cards over the Brewers, 18-1. Braves over the Rangers, 12-0. Astros over the Cubs, 6-4. Rockies over the Reds, 9-8. D-backs over the A's, 5-2. Padres over the Royals, 4-0. Giants over the Phillies, 6-3. And the Dodgers over the Twins, 9-8. And 12. On a walk-off walk as Trace Thompson drew the walk. And Chris Taylor scored the winning run. Now we'll look ahead to the slate for tonight. 6.30 of the Angels at the Orioles. Um, Chase Silseth and Dean Kremer. Um, Orioles minus 136. Angels plus 116 over under 9.5. Overs minus 115. Unders minus 105. Angels plus one half is minus one six four. Orioles minus one half is plus one thirty six. Dean Kramer could be hit or miss. So I'm gonna go under four and a half runs minus one twelve for the Angels. Pirates Tigers Luis Ortiz and Michael Lorenzen. Tigers slight home favorites minus one scheme. Pittsburgh's minus one oh two over under eight and a half. Overs minus one twenty two. Unders even money. Pirates minus one half is plus one fifty. Tigers plus one half is minus one eighty two. Um, I'm gonna go with the Pirates straight up at minus one hundred two. Nats Marlins, Josiah Gray and Jesus Luzardo. Marlins minus one fifty eight. Nats plus one thirty four over under seven and a half. Overs minus one fifteen. Unders minus one hundred five. Nats plus one half is minus one sixty two. Marlins minus one half is plus one thirty four. Um, for this one, I'm going to go with the full game under because both of these pitchers have been pitching very well. 7 o'clock, Yankees-Blue Jays. Domingo Herman and Kevin Gossman. Toronto minus 184. Yanks plus 154 of under 8.5. Minus 75. Yankees plus one half is minus one thirty two. Jays minus one half is plus one ten. For this one, I'm gonna go with over three and a half Yankee runs, minus one ten. The Yankee offense has been humming lately. Humming. Mariners Red Sox. Luis Castillo and Nick Paveda. Mariners minus one six four. Red Sox plus one thirty eight over under ten. Overs minus 105, unders minus 115. Matters minus one half is minus 106. Red Sox plus one half is minus 113. For this one, I'm going to go with under four Red Sox runs at even money. Race Mets, a big series for the New York Mets. Jalen Beeks and Justin Verlander. The Mets are huge favorites, minus 164. Rays are plus 138 over on their 8.5, minus 10 each way. Rays plus 1 half is minus 152. Mets minus 1 half is plus 126. For this one, um, I'm going to go with over 3.5 Rays runs at minus 118. 745, Brewers Cardinals. Wade Miley and Jordan Montgomery. Cards are minus 180. Brewers plus 152 over on their 8. 
Overs minus 122, unders even money. Brewers plus one half is minus 138. Cardinals minus one half is plus 115. Um, for this one, I'm going to go with over three and a half Brewers runs at minus 102. Eight o'clock, Braves Rangers. Jared Schuster and Dane Dunning. Braves minus 110, Rangers minus 106, over under 10, minus 10 each way. Braves minus 1 half is plus 146, Rangers plus 1 half is minus 176. I'm going with the Rangers straight up at minus 106. Um, on TBS tonight, you have the Cubs against the Astros. Um, Justin Seal and Christian Javier. Astros minus 166, Cubs plus 140, over under 7.5. Overs minus 115, unders minus 105. Cubs plus 1 half is minus 152. Astros minus 1 half is plus 126. For this one, I'm going full game under. Guardians, White Sox. Shane Bieber and Lance Lynn. Guardians minus 126. White Sox plus 108, over under 8.5. Overs minus 106, unders minus 114. Guardians minus 1 half is plus 134. White Sox plus 1 half is minus 162. Um... This is a tough one, but I'm going to go with the full game under, but I don't feel good about it. 8.30, Reds, Rockies. Brandon Williamson and Chase Anderson. Williamson making the season debut. Rockies minus 132, Reds plus 112, over under 12.5. Overs minus 115, unders minus 105. Reds plus 1.5 is minus 156. Rockies minus 1.5 is plus 130, full game under. 9.30, D-backs A's, Tommy Henry and Kyle Muller. D-backs minus 162, A's plus 136, over under 9.5. Overs minus 108, unders minus 112. D-backs minus 1.5 is minus 132, A's plus 1.5 is minus 118. For this one, we are going to go with over 5 Diamondbacks runs, minus 118. Royals Padres, Brady Singer and Seth Lugo. Padres minus 205, Royals plus 172 over under 8. Overs minus 118, unders minus 104. Royals plus 1 half is minus 118. Padres minus 1 half is minus 102. For this one, I'm going to go with over 4.5 Padres runs minus 112. I think that's a no-brainer. 9.45, Phillies at the Giants, Zach Wheeler and Alex Cobb. Phillies minus 112, Giants minus 104, over under 7.5, minus 10 each way. Phillies minus 1.5 is plus 146, Giants plus 1.5 is minus 178. Full game under. And last but not least, 10 o'clock, Twins Dodgers, Bailey Obert and Clayton Kershaw. Dodgers minus 15, Twins plus 180, over under 8, minus 10 each way. Twins plus one half is minus one twenty. Dodgers minus one half is even money. I'm going for this one full game under. Now I'll move on to soccer. We have some soccer games to talk about from yesterday, and we have um, some games to uh, go over for today as well. Um. Premier League, Liverpool over Leicester, 3-0. La Liga, 
Batiste over Rayo, 3-1. Serie A, Sampdoria, Ampoli, 1-1 draw. Today we have UEFA, 3 o'clock. You have Inter Milan against Milan, second leg. Inter has a 2-0 lead on aggregate. Um, Inter's plus 120, Milan's plus 230, draws plus 230. Can't go against Inter at this point. I'm going to go Inter at plus 120 to advance here. And now I'm just going to check and see if we have other leagues that have games today. All right, English League Championship today, 3 o'clock, second leg, Luton and Sunderland. Sunderland leads 2-1 on aggregate. Um, We're just going to have to... Uh, Pull up the odds real quick. Um, Luton's minus 120. Sunderland's plus 310. Draws plus 250. Um, Sunderland's playing good soccer right now. It's hard to go against them. But I'm going to go over 2.5 goals at plus 104. I think that is a safer bet. Dutch era device going on right now. FC Groningen and Ajax in a 1-1 draw right now. About to approach halftime. See if I can, in theory, uh, live bet this game. I can. Ajax is minus 350. FC Groningen is 10-1. The draw is plus 350. Why not stick with the draw at plus 350? Never know. So let's go with that as like a, a little live bet for the podcast. And it looks like that is it for soccer for today. All right, now I'm going to make my picks for the respective conference finals is in the uh, NBA and the NHL will start at the NBA, and we'll start at the West. It starts tonight between the Nuggets and the Lakers. Um, best player in the series, Nikola Jokic, um, MVP two of the last three years. Um, if the Nuggets didn't go into that melee's the final six weeks of the season, then he probably would have won a third consecutive MVP. Um, but I think some people might be having regrets about voting Joel Embiid over uh, Jokic. Or Giannis over Jokic at this point. So, Jokic, I think, is riding a lot of momentum. And he's been the best player in the playoffs. And he's the best player in basketball as we speak right now. Um, match about the series, Jokic versus Anthony Davis. The battle of the big men. Both these guys have been outstanding in the playoffs. And Anthony Davis playing at form is, I think, the biggest reason why the Lakers are here today. Um, coaching, um, I give the edge to Mike Malone over Darvin Ham. Mike Malone has had more experience than Darvin Ham. It's just tough to pick a rookie coach to have an advantage in the playoff series. Although, this, uh, Darvin Ham's done outstanding in these playoffs. But I give the coaching edge to Mike Malone. Um, storyline of the series, um, 
This is the second time in four years where this is a conference finals matchup. We have three instances of that, believe it or not, in combined basketball and hockey, to the both in the NBA and in the Western Conference Finals in the NHL. We have had all the uh, pretty much the bubble rematches, except for the NHL's Eastern Conference Finals, which is very ironic. Um, so, part of that storyline is the main cast and characters remain on each team. LeBron and AD on the Lakers, and then Jokic, Murray, and Porter on the Nuggets. KCP was on the Lakers, now he's on Denver. And Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley were on Denver that year, and now they're on the Lakers. So, there's some players that were on the opposite sides three years ago that are um, playing in this series. Um, the better bench, um, I think both teams' benches are really good. But I think Denver's is more consistent. I like Christian Braun a lot. Um, their backup bigs aren't terrible. So, I think that um, Denver has a bench advantage, although the Lakers' bench isn't bad either. Um, I'm interested to see how the Lakers are going to utilize their starting lineup. Will they put um, Jared Vanderbilt in? Because you know it's going to be LeBron and AD, Russell, um, I guess Schroeder. And then the question is who's the fifth spot? Is it Vanderbilt? Oh, Austin Reeves. Gotta be Austin Reeves. So it would be Russell Reeves, LeBron, Vanderbilt, and Davis as your starting five, probably, right? If you're the Lakers. And I can't believe I'm forgetting about Austin Reeves, who's been the breakout player on the Lakers this year, and he's gonna earn a good contract once he hits free agency. So we gotta see if Austin Reeves continues his good production in these postseason. And a pick for the series. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets in six games. Denver was my preseason pick to win the West. And they're still here. And Jokic has been a man on the mission in these playoffs. I won't be surprised if the Lakers find a way to win the series. Simply because they have LeBron and AD. And they would have, in theory, the second and third best guys in the series behind Jokic. So, I'm giving the Lakers a chance. I think it'll be a good series. But I'm going to say Denver in six. And the odds for that on FanDuel, I got them at plus 550, Denver in six. And the favorite outcome of this series is Denver in 7 at plus 340. And then Lakers in 6 at plus 420, then Nuggets in 6. Or no, Nuggets in 5 is the favorite outcome, or the second favorite outcome, which is odd. And then Lakers in six. Then Nuggets in six. All right, the Eastern Conference Finals. Rematch from last year, rematch from the bubble. 
Celtics Heat, round three. Best player in the series, Jason Tatum. Um, all due respect to Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy. The best player in the series is Jason Tatum. I know he was terrible in game five. He was really bad in, for most of game six, and he came alive in game six and put up 51 in game seven, which was an NBA record. So Jason Tatum's the best guy in the series, and I say Jimmy Butler two, Jalen Brown three, Bam Adebayo four. Um, the coaching matchup, Eric Spolstra is way better than Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula is the worst coach left in the playoffs. I know he did good in Game 7 and Game 6. And uh, outcoached Doc Rivers. But Eric Spolstra is a level up in class. He's so good. He did laps around Tom Thibodeau, who's a good coach. He did laps around Budenhoser and in the process cost Budenhoser his job. So it's hard to bet um, against Eric Spolstra um, a lot. Um, Storyline of the series. um, I'm going to say that the storyline of the series is the Miami Heat and whether they can be the second eight seed to make the NBA Finals since the 1999 Knicks. And they're the best eight seed since the 1999 Knicks. And... In reality, this was probably the best fourth, the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference behind Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston. But arguably the third best team in the East behind Milwaukee and Boston. But you probably just um, didn't know that because the Heat underachieved in the regular season. Um, best matchup, obviously, it's uh, Butler against, in theory, be Jalen Brown. From a positional standpoint, but from a star power standpoint, it'd be Tatum versus Jimmy Butler. Um, will Bam Adebayo continue to play as well? Um, I really think he has a matchup advantage over Robert Williams and um, Al Horford, who showed signs of life in that Game 7 against um, Philly. But Bam is intimidating. He's really good. And he's very strong. So I give him the uh, the big man advantage as well. Um, so my pick to win the series. After a lot of consideration, I considered picking the Miami Heat for the big upset. I thought about it. But Tatum's... Game 7 performance heroics had me thinking otherwise. I'm going the Boston Celtics in 7 games. So Boston 4-3 plus 4-20 will be my series pick as the Boston Celtics go to their second consecutive NBA Finals as they'll take on Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Alrighty, now the uh, NHL Conference Finals. We'll start with the with the East, um, Panthers, Hurricanes. Um, these two teams have never met in the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think the Panthers have even ever been to the conference finals. This is Carolina's first conference final since 2019 when they played the Bruins. Um, best player in the series, Matt Kachuk. Um, he's a Hart Trophy finalist for a reason. 
He's been amazing. Um, he did not have a goal in the Maple Leaf series, but he had five assists, as Derek pointed out on the podcast last night. So I give Matt Kachuk best player in the series honors over Sebastian Ajo. Um, story of the series, I think um, the prospect of Carolina getting guys back from injuries um, looks like that Tefu Teravina may be coming back for the series, which would improve Carolina's depth and give them a more of an offensive punch. The goalie advantage, I'm going to say Sergei Bobrovsky over Frederick Anderson. Um, Anderson's just a uh, a veteran guy that's bounced around a little bit here and there. But Bobrovsky's finally living up to that contract in these playoffs. I looked at that contract it's gonna be, and said it was going to be an all, uh, one of the bigger flop goalie contracts we've seen in a while. But... Can't say that now, as the Panthers are in the conference finals and Bravovsky's play is a huge reason why. Um, coaching advantage. I'd say Ron Bindemore over Paul Maurice. Um, Bindemore might be the best coach in the league. I think he's outstanding. Um, he deserves a lot of credit for getting the Hurricanes here. Um, and Maurice has done a fantastic job this year, too. And it's funny because at the time last year that they didn't um, bring back Andrew Burnett and took the interim tag off of him, I thought it was a mistake. But now looking back, um, it not that they made the right choice, but it makes it look better that they're in the conference finals and Maurice has done an outstanding job with his Panthers team. But Maurice is versus Bindemore is a really good coaching matchup. Um, matchup of the series, I'm going to say uh, the star power of Carolina versus the star power of Florida. So Ajo against Kachuk, who will play better between the two players. And will Carolina continue to defend like they did against New Jersey and like they did against the Islanders with this uh, uh, power group that the Panthers have offensively. And the series pick. I think something special is going on with the Panthers. They're plus 120 to win the series. I'll take that. I think they're going to go to the cup final. I had them in the cup final uh, in the preseason. So I'm going to go back to that pick. And I think there's something special going on. So I'm going to say the Florida Panthers in six games at 5-1. to one. I'm going to make that my selection for this series. Now the Western Conference Finals. You have the Vegas Golden Knights against the Dallas Stars. Rematch of the bubble three years ago. Which is funny. Um, best player in the series. Um, this is a good one. I'm going to say, amazingly or not, Jack Eichel. Um, he's been amazing in these playoffs. He was great against the Oilers. Um, he's making some Sabres fans feel regretful. But Eichel did want out, and he's on the right team for him in Vegas. Um, coaching matchup, you have Peter DeBoer against Bruce Cassidy. And the irony is that Peter DeBoer coached 
Vegas last year and coached them to a couple of conference finals. Is so it's a fun subplot. DeBoer versus Cassidy. Um, and then Cassidy coached in the Stanley Cup final with the Bruins in 2019. Um, DeBoer coached in one with the Devils in 2012, one with the Sharks in 2016, and then. He was in a conference finals um, with Vegas. Now he's in a conference finals with Dallas. So um, the coaching advantage is very a difficult call, but I'm going to say Pete DeBoer slightly over Bruce Cassidy, and I mean slight. They're both very good head coaches. That have each won some big games throughout the years. And they both came close to winning Stanley Cups as well. You could argue Cassidy was a little bit closer because he made a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final. But I don't think DeBoer made a Game 7. But I just think DeBoer has done more with less in the past. So I give him the slightest edge over Bruce Cassidy. And this is the best, I think, the best coaching matchup we have. Although, like I said, um, Brendan Moore versus Maurice is pretty good too. But this is a money coaching match. Matchup of the series: um, the veterans against the Dallas veterans against the Vegas veterans. Um, who will produce more? Um, I really feel that Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben need to produce on the back of their hockey cards. Jason Robertson has to perform better for Dallas, in my mind. But you could argue he's the best player in the series. But he hasn't really played well in the playoffs. So that's why I chose Jack Eichel over him for best guy in the series. Goalie matchup, I would take Jake Ottinger over Aiden Hill. Um, Ottinger... Has stepped up in big games, including last night and then in the Game 7 loss against Calgary last year. And Aiden Hill kind of just bursted onto the scene. And I think the goaltending situation with Vegas could end up um, coming back to to bite him a little bit. Um, So we'll see. Um, how Aiden Hill does in the series. Um, all right, the pick for the series. I am so torn. I think this is going to be a fantastic series. I think this has seven games written all over it. And with... Home ice advantage. Vegas is favored at minus 145 to win the series. But I do think that they will win the series in seven games. It's 4-1. to one, And it's the favorite outcome, too. The next best choice on the board is Vegas 4-2 at plus 460. Then Vegas 4-1 at plus 470. The Dallas in 6 is 5-1. to one. Dallas in 7 is plus 550. Dallas in 5 is 8-1. It gets wackier. But I'm going to go Vegas 4-3 at 4-1 as my pick.
or the series, Vegas in seven games. All right, now we'll move on to the portfolio. Um, so it's going to be interesting down the stretch because um, NBA and NHL futures we really don't have. All we really have is soccer, baseball, and football. We did football last week. We took the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC. But I want to look at Major League Baseball. And look at some awards. And... Gonna look at some division odds here. Um, oh wow, the Cardinals are three to one to win the Central. That was quick. Um, but part of me wants to pick against the Braves because of their injury situation with their pitchers. And they're overvalued at minus 470. They're vastly overvalued. And I'm staring at the Mets and the Phillies for their respective divisions. Just staring at them. And with Bryce Harper back, they're getting Ranger Suarez back soon. Their schedule should be getting a little easier. So there's an argument for the Phillies to win its division. And the Mets' argument is that um, Scherzer and Verland, they're turning around and the offense turns it around, but... I'm going to a half unit on it. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies to win the National League East with plus 850. Um, this is like a bet against the Braves as, who knows, maybe they fall through their injury situation. Bryce Harper carries the Phils and they sweep the Braves. Who knows? So let's go with the Phillies at plus 850. Tonight is one of the biggest nights in NBA history. It is the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes. I love the NBA Draft Lottery. It's always a fun event to cover, especially this year when there is a uh, generational talent in Victor Wembanyama waiting in the wings for somebody to draft. And in any other year, Scoot Henderson would have been the consensus number one overall pick. He just would have. Um, so I'm going to go over the lottery odds. And then I'll do my predictions on how it's going to play out. Um, so Detroit at the worst record is 17-65. and 65. They have a 14% chance to land the number one overall pick. And they are 52.1% chance to be in the top four. Um, if they end up in the top three, it would be a win for this team. 
and just add another um, blue chip prospect to go with Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, and all the young pieces they have there in Detroit. The Houston Rockets were 22 and 60 this season, um, 14% chance to uh, get the number one overall pick, 52.1, they'll land in the top four. Um, they have Jalen Green, they have Jabari Smith, and they have um, the big guy, um, Alperen Sengun, and they also have Tari Eason, who looks like a keeper too. So, um, we'll see with Houston. Um, if they get into the top three, let alone Wemby, um, that's a win for them, obviously. Um, the San Antonio Spurs are next, uh, 22-60 and 60 on the year. Um, just like the other two, 52.1% chance to land in the top four, 14% chance to land the number one overall pick. Um, the fun thing about this one, could it really be Robinson, Duncan, Wembenyama? Could it be? Um, um, next up, the Charlotte Hornets, um, They finished twenty two and or I'm sorry twenty seven and fifty five on the year. They have a forty eight point one percent chance to land into the top four and a twelve point five percent chance to land the number one overall pick. Um, they have a lot of veterans still around on this team, and they also have Lamelo Ball. Getting into the top three for them would do them wonders. Especially if they land Wemby, as they would have a foundation piece to go with LaMelo Ball. Next up's the Portland Trailblazers. Um 42.1% chance to land in the top four, 10.5% chance to win the top overall pick. They went 33 and 49 on the year. Um my thoughts on them is um I think Damian Lillard's future is on the line. If they win the lottery, he's staying with the Blazers. If not, I really think there's a chance that he's traded. I really do. If they get the number two pick, you take Scoot, replace Dame with Scoot, and you trade Dame to a contender. But the only way I think Dame remains in Portland is if they get Wemby. Um, number six, the Orlando Magic, 34 and 48 on the year, 37.2% chance to land in the top four, 9% chance to land Wemby. Um, if the team moves up into the top three, I really think there's a possibility of one of their core guys being traded, especially if they get Wemby, because he's an upgrade over what they have at center. You'd rather have Wemby over Wendell Carter Jr. You're going to keep Paolo at all costs. So I think Wendell Carter Jr.'s future is on the line. Um, 
If they get the second pick, obviously Fultz. And then Brandon Miller could easily replace Jonathan Isaacs in that lineup. And it'd be him and Franz Wagner at your forward spots. So, um, the Magic have a lot on the line here. And, um, and if they get the third pick, um, maybe they trade the third pick. I, that can't be ruled out because Franz Wagner's, I think, untouchable. Um, and obviously you have Boncaro as a keeper. Carter Jr., I think, is a trade bait candidate, especially if they get Wemby. But I think there's a lot on the line for the Magic tonight. Number seven is the Indiana Pacers, 35-47 on the season. 29.4% chance to land in the top four. 6.8% chance to land Wemby. Um, landing in the top three would just have them another keeper of their nucleus alongside Tyree Teleburton. Benedict Mathurin and Andrew Nemhard. Um, but if they get Brandon Miller, if they land the number three pick, do they trade it? That's the question. You know they're going to keep Wemby. If they get the second pick, do they play him and Halliburton together? And then if they get third with Brandon Miller, um, they probably keep the pick. But the second pick is where it gets interesting with Halliburton and Scoot. Scoot, Scoot's a keeper. Like I said, if this was any other year, if, if it wasn't for Wemby, Scoot would be the number one overall pick. And he's a very, very good consolation prize. Next up is the Washington Wizards. Um, they um, will keep their pick because it was top 14 protected. Um, 35 and 47 on the year. Um, 29% chance to land in the top four. 6.7% chance to land Wemby. Um, the Wizards, to me, are a team that's in flux and really could use a move up. Um Kyle Kuzma, free agent. Bradley Beal's future's in the air. Um, what's next for Kristaps Porzingis? Um, but they can absolutely use a move up. And if I'm the Wizards and you move up, you do not trade your pick. Next up's the Utah Jazz. Uh, 37 and 45 on the year. 20.3% um, chance to land in the top four. 4.5% chance to get Wembenyama. Um, to me, the Jazz are a team that, if there was any team that did it right this year by tanking, it was the Utah Jazz. Um, in terms of, you still played well, you won over 35 games. You found a foundational piece in Lori Markinen. But if they were to get Wemby, him and Markinen, like, and... Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler all of a sudden is a trade candidate if they get Wemby because Wemby is going to be a super duper duper star. And Walker Kessler is a really good starting center. 
And, um, so the Jazz have some interesting questions if they get the top pick. If they get the second pick, Scoot, imagine Scoot with Kessler and, uh, um, a market and that would be nice together. And even Brandon Miller with those two guys would be fun as well. So I think the Jazz, um, are a team that really, um, uh, might have some good karma. Um, next up is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, their pick, if someone from 11 to 14 moves up, the New York Knicks get Dallas's pick, courtesy of the Kristaps Porzingis trade. 38 and 44 on the year, 13.9% chance to land in the top four, 3% chance at Wemby. I think it's more likely they lose their pick than it is for them to jump in the top four. Them moving up into the top three is an all-time favoritism move by the NBA because they want Luka to stay in a big market in Dallas. And they don't deserve to keep their pick, let alone be in the top four, top three. They did not want to give up their draft pick to the Knicks. And that's the reason why Mark Cuban's like, hey, let's not make the playoffs. We need to keep our pick because we have to trade it to go get somebody to make Luka happen. So... We'll see what happens there. Um, next up, um, the Chicago Bulls. Um, the Orlando Magic get the pick. If um, it's not in the top four, which I highly doubt it's going to be in the top four. Um, the Bulls have an 8.5% chance of keeping the pick and a 1.8% chance of landing Victor Wembanyama. Um, a lot of what-ifs with the Bulls if they jump into the top three. Um, if they get Wemby, then that means bye-bye Nikola Vucevic. If I'm not mistaken, I think Vucevic is a free agent at the end of the season. Um, so they might need a center anyway. So, um, we'll see here. So, yeah, he is a free agent at the end of the year anyway. So, um, they do need a center. But that would fill an immediate need. Um, also, um, if they get the second pick, that would be Scoot. That is what brings chaos to the Bulls. They have a point guard in Zach Levine. And that means he's going to be traded. He's a lock to be traded if the Chicago Bulls get the second pick in the draft. And then Brandon Miller... If they were to get the third pick, do they think about moving DeMar DeRozan? 
Oh, and I didn't even think about Lonzo Ball. He's really the point guard on the Bulls. And he might not even play next year. And then Alex Caruso was a big part of this Bulls team as well. So he's a free agent in 2025. He has two years left on his deal. So he's technically the two guard on the team with DeRozan playing the three and then Levine playing point guard with no Alonzo. So um, we'll see if they end up in the top three or not. Probably not. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder, 14-42 on the year. Um, 1.7% chance to land Wemby. 8% chance in the top four. If they land Wemby, that'd be wild because Chet Holmgren's on the team and he's a center. Do they move him to power forward or do they see what he's worth on the trade market? Even though he never um, played for the Thunder last year. Um, If they were to get Scoot, you plug him in right there with SGA and you put Josh Giddy. At small forward. That's what you do. And then if you get Brandon Miller. You put him at small forward. And Josh Giddy at point guard. The Toronto Raptors. 41 and 41 on the year. Um, 4.8% chance to land in the top four. 1% chance at Wemby. If they get Wemby. Say bye bye to Yaka Pirtle. Um, so. That would be the case. Um, I'm just trying to find a Yaka Purtle. Um, his contract situation. So he's gonna be a free agent this year. So either way, Toronto has a needed center. Um. Point guard, um, that would be Scoot. Um, that means Fred Van Vliet, bye-bye, in all likelihood. And if they were to get the third pick, Brandon Miller, um, that would just be a perfect guy to go with this nucleus, him and Scotty Barnes, whoever they trot out at center, Van Vliet. And then that would probably put OG Ananobi on the trading block. And Pascal Siakam, too. So, I would keep Siakam if they land Wemby. But, if they get Brandon Miller, do you trade Siakam and then make it make him your center and then it's him, Scotty Barnes, and Brandon Miller? And then you trade OG Ananobi? So, there's a lot of trade stuff in there at the Raptors if they land in the top three. And then the New Orleans Pelicans, 42-40 and 40 on the year, 2.4% chance in the top four, and a 0.5% chance um, at Wemby. If they get Wemby, boy, it'd be him and Zion. That'd be really, really funny. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, I don't know his contract. 
situation. So, um, so it looks like that, uh, he'll be in free agent next year. So he's an expiring. So, you know, he's going to be traded if, um, the Pelicans get Wemby. Um, Scoot, um, that would be pretty fun with him, Ingram, Zion, and CJ. And then Brandon Miller, if they get the third pick, I think if they land in the three spot, that pick is traded. So there's a couple teams where I could see them trading the picks. Alrighty. My predictions for the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes and how it's going to go. Um, the 14th pick, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. The 13th pick, I have the Toronto Raptors. The 12th pick, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. The 11th pick, I have the Orlando Magic via the Chicago Bulls. The 10th pick, I have the Dallas Mavericks. The 9th pick, I have the Washington Wizards. The 8th pick, I have the Indiana Pacers. The 7th pick, I have the Orlando Magic. The 6th pick, I have the Portland Trailblazers. 5th, I have the Detroit Pistons. 4th, I have the Charlotte Hornets. 3rd, the Utah Jazz. I have the Utah Jazz bumping up to the 3 spot. 2nd, I have the Houston Rockets. And winning the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, I have none other than the San Antonio Spurs as they land the man that they've been tanking for for over a year, Victor Wembanyama. All right, some superlatives. Team most likely to trade pick if it's moved up to three or four, uh, the Mavericks. Um, the team that needs Victor Wembanyama the most, the Spurs. And the Spurs are also the team that I think cannot afford to drop out of the top three. And then the team to change course if it moved up to the top three, the Blazers. I think there's a possibility that Dame sticks around if they move up in the top three, but the exception would be if if um, they end up with Scoot. Then you probably trade Dame and start over and build around Scoot. Similar to uh, what the Grizzlies did when they landed the second pick and traded Mike Conley so they can build around John Morant. Alright, so that's it for the lottery. Um, now we'll do news and notes. Um, so a big story yesterday was that Aaron Judge had a viral dugout glance as he says he was glancing at the Yankees dugout because of chirping, not Stein stealing before the home run against the Blue Jays. Cody Bellinger made a leaping grab in the game against the Astros, robbing an extra base hit. And a ribby with a ridiculous play, but he left the game. Travis Scott showed the Astros a sneak peek of his new album, Utopia, in their locker room. Josh Allen was launching home runs during Blue Jays batting practice. That's funny. Aaron Boone got ejected. Before that majestic Aaron Judge home run. Because it was a very, very low strike call. Um, the Reds promote prospect Matt McLean 
after a strong start in AAA, so that's pretty good for the Reds. Um, the Brewers signed Darren Ruff after one season with the Giants. The Athletics reached a uh, bending Vegas deal as Bally's announces a $1.5 billion deal for a three or $30,000 seat stadium on Tropicana's site after A's exited earlier land purchase agreement. Um, some basketball stuff. Um, ESPN's Ramona Shelburne reports that James Harden won't play for Doc Rivers and says that would be hard to see James play for Rivers again in Philly. Yikes. Bucks received permission to interview Suns assistant Kevin Young for vacant head coaching job. Stephen Curry to mentor Scoot as he announces strategic alliance with Scoot that focuses on basketball, media, and social impact. That's pretty cool. Jordan Poole about Draymond says relationship with Draymond is just business amid rumors of tension between vets and young players. NBA lottery reps. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Colin Sexton, and Ben Wallace among list of lottery reps. Um, the favorites to land Wemby in the um, betting market are the Pistons, Rockets, and Spurs at plus 550. I put a half unit on the Spurs. I forgot to mention that as I did the um, lottery segment. Um, the rest of the reps. Um, so the Pistons, it's Ben Wallace. Houston Rockets, Ime Adoka. Spurs, Peter J. Holt. Hornets, Mark Williams. Blazers, Brandon Roy. Magic, Jamal Mosley, Pacers, Tyree Talaburton, Wizards, Wes Unselt, Jazz, Colin Sexton, Mavericks, GM, Nico Harrison, Bulls, Dalen Terry, Thunder, uh, Nick Collison, Raptors, Bobby Webster, Pelicans, David Griffin. So, um, we'll see how... This plays out. Um, and then Wemby signs first um, tops. Um, first player card set to release by tops on June 2nd. Darvin Ham had some jokes about the Lakers strategy for the Western Conference Finals. Um, the Rosenbacks brought at USC as he says James is the perfect person to bring school to another level. Um, Jeremy Roach is returning to Duke withdrawing from the drafts. So that's good news for Duke. Um, seven ACC schools are exploring exit Clemson and North Carolina among schools looking into how unbreakable the grant of rights deal is. Oof. Um, Sabrina Ionescu and the Liberty two-year extension, 410K. That's below the WNBA's max salary. 
So a little short-term extension for her. And the big college football news from yesterday. Number one quarterback prospect Dylan Rayola chooses Georgia over USC, Nebraska, among others. So yet another win for Kirby Smart in Georgia. Um, Peacock is to stream a playoff game as the league and the uh, streaming service agreed to a one-year $110 million deal to exclusively host the wildcard game on the platform. That's wild. And then the NFL may change the purchase rules as numerous um, complications in sale. The commander is likely to force the league to make improvements for future sale process. Um, there's some videos of Justin Herbert and Quentin Johnson working out, so that's pretty cool. Um, Quentin Williams made a new Twitter bio as he makes a change and made the contract talks, and he is seeking a similar contract extension given out to Giants defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence, who signed a four-year, $90 million deal. The Minnesota Vikings are open to keeping Dalvin Cook as they would be willing to retain him on restructured contract for less money amid previous trade rumors. Austin Matthews wants a an extension from the Leafs, as it says his intention to get Toronto extension done before next season. Former UFC champ Francis Ngannou signs with PFL, as he's expected to make debut in 2024. Will also have equity and leadership roles. And Falorin Balgan to USMNT commits for playing for them, so that is a big get for the U.S. men's national team. All right, last but not least, my best bet of the day brought to you by FanDuel. Um, podcast took a little longer than I wanted to today. I mean, we had to talk about the Wemby sweepstakes and had to do a portfolio pick. But for my best bet for today, I'm going to go... With Major League Baseball and the pick that jumped out to me the most was over four and a half San Diego Padres runs. Minus one twelve. I'm gonna lay the full unit on it. I feel pretty good about it. Brady Singer's been terrible this year. So over four and a half runs for the Padres at minus one twelve for my best bet of the day. That's it for today's show. I'll be back tomorrow recapping everything. You look ahead to everything tomorrow. We have Mass Singer and Survivor tomorrow. Mass Singer finale. We have two episodes left of Survivor. Hope you guys have a great day, everyone.